Welcome to the Reclaiming You podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. On this podcast, I'm sharing my experiences of healing childhood trauma and the work that I do with my clients as a somatic trauma coach. We're also talking all about sex, love, relationships, career, and money as it pertains to healing and growth. The views on this podcast are my own, and keep in mind, I'm a cis white woman, so I have my own experiences of privilege. I may not always be able to relate to your journey, but I try my best to understand. If I do any harm, please reach out. I'm always willing to repair it. This podcast is mainly for women and AFAB people, but it's honestly for anybody on a journey of healing and growth. So enjoy. Welcome back to the Reclaiming Me podcast. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader. Today, we are going to dive in to choosing to be single and decentering romantic love, which I know for many of us is like the complete opposite of what we search out. And yet, I think it's a really important conversation to have. One, because it's actually a journey that I took myself and have chosen to be single, happily single. Um, and I'm also getting ready to launch a program called Solo and Satisfied to help you gain the confidence to choose that for yourself and also really reconstruct what you know of love, what you feel about yourself, how you spend your time, how you design your life, how you feel about your body, all kind of good stuff. And all of that plays into what we have learned about romantic love what we tend to struggle with when it comes to romantic love and what happens when we decenter it. So let's dive into this discussion, shall we? Um, I want to go into a little bit first of like my journey of this because like many of you, I grew up with those good old Disney movies portraying the happily ever after fairy tale love. And even with like you know, in my mom and stepdad's home, I saw a relationship that was very toxic and unhealthy. And then my dad chose to be single. I, I still had all of these messages, right? Because our society pushes us into romantic love. And I mean, if you think about it too, like most of us when we're in school, especially if you're in Western society, you've experienced this like where little kids will be like, oh, is that your boyfriend or girlfriend? You know, when one kid, you know, of the opposite gender is playing with another one, um, which I find very, very creepy, by the way. It's very creepy if you think about it, like to, to do that, right? But it's a very common practice. And so much of like what we're fed is this idea that our goal in life is to find the relationship, right? Find the one this amazing relationship and that's going to bring us all our fulfillment in life it's going to be the end all be all of everything get married right have children this is what we should want very heteronormative and even if you are hetero it's very limiting and there the amount of pressure that puts on us to desire only that romantic love and to seek fulfillment from it I think in some respects is very dangerous. 
I mean, one, the concept of this really comes from very uh, white Western ideas. It stems from like the nuclear family, that concept, which by the way, is very bigoted um, and has been completely debunked because, you know, like for, for years, people used to use this idea of like the model nuclear family where you have mom, dad, and children being raised together and this little household. Um, it goes against many indigenous practices around the world. And it also obviously is very um, heterosexual in basis, but it's been completely debunked over and over again when it comes to developmental psychology as being something that actually, you know, promotes the ideal development for a child. It doesn't. There are multitudes of families. And in fact, what we do know is that communal support and communal raising of families is extremely helpful. And those indigenous cultures around the world that have practiced communal um, family, right? Seeing the entire community as family and looking out for one another tend to be happier and healthier and more fulfilled. And at the same time, like, you know, this doesn't have any, this discussion that we're having doesn't necessarily have anything to do with having children per se, but it all comes from this, right? So the, we have this whole idealized version of romantic love, and then we should get married, have children, have the white house with the picket fence, all this stuff, right? The, the American dream if you live here. And there's no basis of proof that it is the best option for a healthy, thriving person, family, child, right? And in fact, there's a lot of evidence to support the contrary of that. But when we're looking at that and the effect of it on how much we prioritize romantic love... And how much that consumes, like, headspace-wise and also of our time in life, then you can start to see why the pressure is there and why the problems from that exist. If I think back to myself, like, because, again, this was something that I was fed growing up, I, I even witnessed my mom, like, my mom relied on having a man in her life to care for her she wanted somebody to make the money to make take care of her to make her rich right and then of course when I was growing up because I was talented in a lot of different um art forms um there was the hope that I would make that money but it was always centered on a man and it always really bothered me um and I couldn't really put my finger on it for a long time and watching that, I, I realized as I started figuring it out more of like, it's, it, it feels very vulnerable. And I'm not saying like somebody can't want to be taken care of or be like a stay at home parent or whatever. Like you got to do what's right for you. But again, we're talking about the single life. So that's not really the conversation here. But what bothered me most about it is... There, there was this question in my head of like, what do you really want for you? And how much do you tolerate? How much do you 
put up with? How much do you deny of yourself for this other person, right? To maintain the relationship or to have the relationship with this other person. When I was 16, I remember talking with a group of my guy friends about what our path was because I went to a performing arts school for music and I did dance there as well. And we were having this whole discussion about, you know, like what we wanted to do after school, what we what our career goals were, school goals, all those things. I had a vision for myself. And this vision was I wanted to travel the world as a jazz and blues singer because yes, that's what I'm trained in. I wanted to eventually have a child. Um, and then take them around with me and like show them the world because I thought like that would be amazing and what a incredible way to grow up right and I did not want to get married I didn't want to get married I didn't want to live with somebody I just wanted this I wanted this life that was like world traveler and to have my kid at some point and I remember, like, so these guys, like, they were laughing about the kid part because they were like, well, you can't have a kid like that. And, like, also not perceiving me as being capable of being um, a mom because I had this other desire. Like, right? Like, you can't want this life and then also have this thing over here. Those two contradict each other. And I also just kind of remember, like, being very diminished for that and seen as very radical for it because I wasn't trying to fit inside the box and I wasn't trying to put myself in a position of quote-unquote needing a partner and that felt very threatening and I now realize but I was not at at the place in myself and you know just given a lot of the other things that I dealt with growing up where I could fully hold that with confidence because so much of the messaging around me and so much of the pressure around me was to want the partnership, to want the marriage, to want to do the house and, you know, all of those things. And it's not really what I wanted, but I tried to slowly start making myself that. Like, I remember, you know, most of us, like, have this point when, like, we are children where especially for those of us that are girl or AFAB, like people find it really normal to like see kids like fantasizing about the wedding and playing that or whatever. Okay, playhouse a couple times because that's a normal kid activity. But it really wasn't a thing for me. Like I would more play with like my toys and dolls and things like that, my Barbies and stuff. And I would imagine these incredible worlds like these mystical worlds full of these amazing animals that could talk and all kind of things like that like it just wasn't in my wheelhouse to think about like this whole like getting married thing I just I didn't get it so that was always there but as I was entering into adulthood and recognizing like how dangerous I was perceived to be and how threatening that was. And at the same time, like, you know, I I was seeking out love and acceptance because I did not grow up with that with my mom so much. Um, so I sought it out from guys. I, I kept pushing myself to want it. 
And then by the time I was 18, I met my daughter's father, right? Had my daughter Angel with that him and was with him for a couple years. It was a horrible relationship, abusive, all of the all of the good stuff, right? And then when I finally got up the courage to leave, I stayed single for a long time. Like for several, several years. Until I started dating again. And then again, because I wasn't really secure in myself. And I wasn't secure in holding who I was. Because here I was also, you know, fast forward a few years, right? I opened this pole dancing studio. So I don't have this traditional career, right? I'm still very, quote unquote, threatening and dangerous to other women and in this world. Because, right, I am open with my body, open with my sexuality, which is very taboo in our culture. So in some way, I had to to fit in, right? Because I wasn't secure enough in myself to be like, okay, well, that's a, that's a you problem, not a me problem. So I made myself want the relationship. I sought out the relationship. And then I just kept going through this long cycle of dating, putting myself out there, meeting men and meeting people that were just emotionally unavailable and going through this constant stress. Like I remember like if I go through my Facebook profile now and I go back and look at photos from years ago, the whole fucking reason the photo was taken, the whole reason that I was at a place I was at, like if I'm really being honest with myself was either one, so a guy would see it or two, so that I could meet a guy if I was there. And then I was constantly worried about my body image, right? I had to have this perfect body because I had to draw men into it. And, you know, part of that is from this wound of, like, not thinking I was good enough for who I was, right? I had to be attractive enough. But again, we had some wounds to deal with, right? Um, but I, I just, I was consumed with it, right? When once dating apps came out, because yes, I'm old enough to remember dating before there were dating apps. I'm old enough to remember what it was like to meet somebody out and not be swiping right and left. Um, but I remember like once those things were out, like the consumption of time being on them and building up conversations and then going on dates and then like the time that I would spend consumed with wondering like, okay, does he like me? Are we going to go out again? Is this going to happen or whatever? And then when I would be in a relationship, like the way that it would consume me, right? Thinking about the relationship, what he said, how he felt, um, what was going on with us, all of these things. It was exhausting and it made me depressed I noticed every time I did this like I would go through this fucking cycle where I would be consumed with a relationship dating right and then you know things would blow up because this was not a relationship I wanted and it was not a healthy relationship because of course it wasn't you can't you can't you can't attract even a semblance of that when it's not really what you want right um and and not saying like I deserved any of that or any of us deserve to be going through these types of things and dealing with the constant 
stress and depression and frustration or whatever. We don't. But, you know, this is where I was. And and then I would choose to be single for a little while. And then, of course, I was feeling lonely because I wasn't secure in myself. That's what it really came down to. So then I would put myself out there again. And I would, I would quote unquote, work on myself. But what I was doing to work on myself is I was like building up my business, working on my body or whatever. I was listening to all the affirmations to be this powerful person, but I wasn't really dealing with like the internalized trauma and the messaging I got about who, like what I should want, who I should be in order to get romantic love. And I wasn't really being honest with like, what do I want? Because I was force fed this thing So I was going to stick to it and I was going to make myself good enough to want. But it's not what I wanted. And it was exhausting. It was absolutely exhausting. Because no matter what I did, the same thing would happen over and over again. When I would start dating again or get into another relationship... I would let my business slide. I would let everything else go to the side and I would be so consumed with that and then end up depressed and upset and anxious and frustrated and feeling lonelier than I did when I went into it. Like it was literally affecting my financial life. It was affecting my body. It was affecting my mental health, my emotional health. It was affecting my friendships because like many of us, right, When we get into that relationship, we start prioritizing the partner. And even if we've been in a long-term relationship, right, we prioritize the partner. So we let those friendships go to the side, even though statistically um, women or AFAB people that have really good friendships, they tend to live longer, be happier. When major health crises come up, they tend to handle it better and get through it better. Because if you are heterosexual, fun fact, the stats show that oftentimes women or AFAB people are left more frequently than you would believe when they are going through a major medical crisis or life crisis, um, which is a whole nother conversation, right? But all of that stuff wouldn't be prioritized. And if I'm going to be honest, like, A lot of that headspace, like even when I wasn't with the person and I was at home with my daughter, there were times I wasn't as present that I should have been because I was so consumed with that and my partner, right, that there wasn't a whole lot of space for anything else. And it was exhausting. It was absolutely like just thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I want a nap because (laughs) it's just so tiring. So as I finally started working on myself and dealing with all of this relationship stuff, because I had, um, my relationship with my ex-fiance ended and I needed to make some big changes, right? Everything in my life needed to change. But as I started focusing on the issues I had in romantic love, um, I got really honest in therapy at one point my therapist and I were talking about this and you know we were trying to at first like work on dealing with the relationship issues so they could finally have a healthy relationship and then the question was posed do you want one is that really what you want and I immediately remembered when I was 16 what I said and I recognized like no I don't I don't want this maybe at some point I will want to date but I don't want to get married I don't want to live with somebody I don't want 
that traditional relationship. And it was really hard for me to admit. And then, you know, as I was opening my coaching business, right, because like, part of my work, um, you know, as a somatic trauma coach, I'm also trained in sex, love and relationships and doing somatic healing with that. So I'm like, how can I fucking help somebody have this amazing relationship if that's not what I want at all? Like, I, I feel like a fraud. And I wrestled with that for a little bit. So it took a, it took a little bit of time for me to really, really own that this is not what I wanted. And I noticed that when I was still on the fence about it, like, I still wasn't as happy and fulfilled in my life as I wanted to be. I was still struggling with friendships. I was still struggling to connect. I was still tr- struggling with my body image a lot. So I was like, all right, I need to dive into this more. Because one, truth in the matter is, I've done everything wrong in a relationship possible. So I know what to not do. And I also know how to work through it. Um, I've helped many, many clients and couples have much healthier relationships. And I'm all for that if that's what you want. But for myself, the more honest I got about it, it started helping me deconstruct a lot of things. One, the body image was a huge one because the amount of pressure I had put on myself for years to like overly work out, overly diet and things like that. And it did not help that I had worked in the performing arts industry for a long time. But all of that just started to die away. And I was like, I I actually had to take like a two year break. I'm not kidding. One, because because my body needed to heal after injuries and I had to get a lot of extensive PT for that. But also because I had to relearn how to care for my body for the sake of just caring for it and loving it and not doing it to create this certain idealized version of my body that was worth being loved, which right, is a very unhealthy way to look at things. So as I started diving into this, and as I started looking at this body image part of it, then I also started looking at my relationship to myself. Like, what did I like about myself? How did I enjoy spending my time? How did I feel about, you know, my interests, my hobbies, what hobbies and interests did I have are like, was I even giving myself time to do those things, right? And to enjoy myself in life? Or what was I not allowing myself to experiment with or experience in this world? Because I didn't have a partner to try it with, right? Like, I wanted to get back into salsa dancing lessons for years. And I wouldn't do it because I'm like, well, I don't have a partner. So I can't go do that, right? Because I have to have a partner. Meanwhile, there are plenty of places that will do like open nights where you get paired up with somebody and they're perfectly fun. And I wasn't letting myself enjoy something like that. I wasn't letting myself travel as much as I wanted to because, you know, you can't be like I I would do it solo, but I, I was not allowing myself to have as much fun as I could have because I didn't have this uh, partner with me. 
And, and that was really, really devastating for me when I recognized like how much I was not allowing myself to just enjoy life because I didn't have a partner. And then it went further and I started looking at friendship, like how little I had actually spent time cultivating and maintaining friendships and how much I had craved that and really, really wanted that. How much I needed to work on building new friendships because I just wasn't giving myself the time and permission to focus on them. So all of these things started coming into focus and all of these things started getting work on them. And I noticed my relationship to myself was better. My relationship to my daughter and family was better. My body image was better. My body started getting healthier and I started feeling better in it because again, I wasn't putting so much of the focus on it being a certain way to attract people. I started actually connecting with my sexuality and sensuality in a way that I never had before and started feeling pleasure for the first time in a way that like was beyond just getting off because I was focusing by myself on learning to connect with my body in this intimate spiritual way that felt beyond anything that I ever imagined possible for him. That was really amazing for me too. Life changed. Pretty much everything about it changed. The more that I decentered romantic love, the more I could recognize how much love was available already. Because I wasn't constantly consumed with, it has to be from here, it has to be from here, and then feeling like, oh, what was me? I'm so lonely. It was more of like, okay, well, how can I already feel love? Or where is there already love in my life? And what do I need to do to cultivate that more? What do I need to do to make the relationships that I already have feel better, feel more supportive and be supportive of those relationships, right? The more that I did that, the more I found there was even like there was more things that I wanted to try there's more things that I wanted to do I found myself completely changing my entire life right I I got rid of my old business and completely focused on coaching because I recognized one of those big things I wanted to do was I wanted to travel more I wanted to be able to go where I wanted to do go I wanted to you know not have that commitment to like some brick and mortar business because even though I had loved it once, I didn't love it anymore. But it all came from me actually focusing on myself and love for myself and love for, you know, the other people in my life and not making romantic love the end-all be-all of things. And the more that I did this, I got really comfortable to acknowledging that, you know, maybe at some point I was going to want to be in a relationship again. But it no longer felt like this thing that I had to achieve. It no longer felt like this thing that if I didn't do it, I was going to be um, miserable and spend the rest of my life miserable. 
because I didn't feel like there was anything to be miserable about. Like, for the first time, I actually realized, like, no, I'm really happy. I have the career that I want. I have friendships that I've either, you know, been maintaining and growing more or I've been building more. I've been going out and enjoying life more. I have a better relationship with my daughter, with my dad. I have a better relationship with my body. It's healthier, right? I was able to heal my body and get back into hiking and all kind of activities that I love, get back into dancing. I was trying new things, exploring my own city and other cities more, and life has just continuously gotten better because I stopped putting romantic love into the forefront of everything it stopped becoming the end-all be-all of everything and being something that like you know if I choose to go on a date with somebody if I choose to um, become sexually involved with somebody I allow myself to do that but I know what what I want and what I don't want and I don't try to force myself into things like oh my god the amount of times that I sat <laughs> This sounds so, so like minuscule, but it's really not. If I just look at the amount of time spent doing it, the amount of time I spent watching football games that I did not give a fuck about because I wanted to either be someplace where men were so that they would be attracted to me or um, to make my partner happy, right? To make, to make them think that I was into what they were into there was so much time wasted on that when I did not care <laughs> I just did not give a shit um and it, it you know there's so many more times like that where there was something that I'm like I don't give a shit about it. this this doesn't matter to me this is not an interest to me but I literally just made myself do things because you know that's what you do when you are focusing on something that you don't really want because it's what you've been told your whole life you should want so as I deconstructed this more as I got myself into this place of just being really honest with what I wanted I felt happier I invested my time in ways that mattered to me not in ways that I felt were necessary to me to achieve something I never wanted to achieve in the first place. And the truth of the matter is, it also, this is a really weird side effect, but it also, it also helped me and forced me to get very honest about how I felt about men. The anger that I had about all of the assaults that I had experienced and the harm that I had experienced with them I was able to get really honest with myself about those things and I was able to finally deal with that, which I had not fully dealt with before. And it's funny because you would think like being completely single and not, um, you know, not dating at all, you would think that would be like, no, I'm literally just becoming like this angry single woman because that's like what all of the incel dudes online always think, right? That we're just the angry single woman with all of our cats, which like um, living a life with your cats is not a bad way to be. My, my best friend and I, we have this, it's kind of a joke, but I don't think it's a joke anymore. 
Um, I think this is probably going to happen. But we've talked about having, like, a geriatric cat farm in a Victorian home with a big garden so I can garden and we and hold my Earth Witch circles there. And we can just live our best lives as, like, these witchy old crones. And I was like, but no, this is a great idea. I think we should do this, right? <laughs> but... I, I, you know, I'm joking about that, but what, what happened was because I was finally act understanding myself better, I was also processing any of those feelings of anger and hurt and resentment and mistrust that I had for men. And I noticed like the friendships with men that I had became better. I noticed I was actually able to hold space for male clients because for a long time when I first started I was not open to working with men because there was so much pain there and and you know rightfully so I needed to process that I needed to deal with that but then as I really kind of understood myself and what my own goals in life were I also understood of like how much this pressure that patriarchal society puts on all of us how much it affects all of us like how much it harms all of us because men don't get safe spaces to be who they want to be they don't get safe spaces to be emotional and vulnerable and it's important and I want that for them and that's what leads to a lot of the frustrations and problems that we have but I needed to get to get honest with myself about what I wanted and what I didn't want and what was actually important to me and deal with my feelings and deconstruct what I learned to be able to get to that place. So it really, really helped with that. And I, I can't, I cannot stress enough how much that has transformed things because now I can, you know, I can look at men in my world and be like, I want the best for you. I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to feel safe within yourself I want you to feel safe being emotional and expressing your emotions so that you're not just safe for you but you're safe for other people around you because that's how we break through all of this stuff I want them to have friendships I want them to prioritize those friendships and you know not just friendships like oh this is my buddy that I you know play golf with or play basketball with no I, I want it to be friendships for them that are actually safe but I had to do all of that internal work to get to that place of allowance for it because first I was just hurt first I was just angry and I was also dealing with those feelings within myself of like I'm not good enough and that's why I can't find a relationship that's why I have had so many unsuccessful relationships it wasn't that. I mean, yeah, I had a lot of unsuccessful relationships, but it all came down to I was not letting myself have what I really wanted. And because of that, I was putting myself in situations that weren't healthy based on my own wounds. And I, I was messing around with people that were not doing very well themselves either. And some of them very unhealthy and dangerous. But, you know, here we are, right? We, we learn better, we do better. So something that I want to encourage you to just spend some time on is just thinking about, like, what has romantic love looked like for you? 
And what does the idea of decentering it look like to you? Like, what would it allow you to do? Who would you be? What would you no longer be concerned with? And what fears do you have around doing that? I, I've talked to so many clients and friends about that. And, you know, there's these fears of like, well, if I, if I don't focus on it, then when I do want to get into a partnership again, I'm going to miss out, right? I'm going to get left behind. There's going to be, you know, everybody's going to be taken up. And, you know, my answer to that is usually like, but you haven't found them yet anyway. So what are you missing out on right now? Because you're focusing on this thing that hasn't even happened and hasn't worked out as of yet. And if you keep trying the same thing over and over again, and it has yet to you know give you a different result then you know there's some there's something to think about there because maybe it's not working and it's not working for a reason and if you've been that person that's like no I've really been feeling for a while like I don't want to date I don't want to be in a relationship I want to be comfortable being single but I'm still feeling that internalized pressure and that pressure from the world around me and maybe even there are people in your life that are pressuring you to want that to go after that and you're struggling with it I definitely want you to check out solo and satisfied if you're a woman or if a person because it's going to be a fabulous time it's an eight module course and we are using somatic work sensual movements um, some witchy practices to really really cultivate that relationship with yourself and decenter love in a really healthy, empowered way so that you let yourself start having the life that you want and stop waiting for this thing to give you permission to have it. And then if you do choose to get into that relationship, it's going to be from a much healthier, better place so that you don't put yourself in these situations again where you're frustrated, you're feeling lonely, Everything else is getting put on the back burner and then you feel bad about that or problems arise due to that. Like, I don't want that for you. So that said, you can find the information for that in the show notes. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, especially when it comes to just what come what emotions come up for you when you think about decentering love. And please send this to somebody that you think could really use this or to spark a conversation leave me a review make sure you're subscribed all those good things and I cannot wait to hear from you when you take some time to think about this and see what comes to you